Chantel just got a call that, uh, well, her mom's having surgery on her gallbladder, right? And uh, she called because evidently she's having trouble breathing. Is she still in surgery or she's in surgery now? Okay, and so let's lift her up, Bonnie. Lord, we lift up Bonnie before you right now. In Jesus' name. We thank you for your hand upon her. Release that breathing, we pray. That she may breathe well. Breathe in that oxygen. Receive that oxygen. Right now, we thank you for it, Lord. The working of your Holy Spirit there in that operating room. That room of surgery, we pray for the doctors, the nurses, everybody who's in attending there. We just cover them right now. We thank you that they are your ministers also. The Lord, even beyond that, we know you are the great physician. In Jesus' name, let's pray that covering touch of your hand upon her lungs, every part of her being. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I've been teaching a series of messages about walking in the light of God. And uh, the last message was titled, Walking in the Light of Life. And we had a summary there for it. When we see the light that brings life and then make the decision to walk in the truth of it, everything will be affected in our lives, affected in a good way. We will smile more when we're walking in the light. And uh, we talked about this, and then we asked the question, what about when we miss it? And I believe a title for this, this message today could be, what about when we miss it? And... Uh, we will see that God's plan for us will prevail when we have submitted our lives to his lordship. Yes, even when we mess up, when we miss it. And you just take note of how much of the service that has gone so far. Kent didn't know what I was going to be speaking on today. But, you, but the Holy Spirit does. And you just see how it flows with how far, what we've had so far. Um, thankfully, God's wonderful grace and providence still work in our lives even when we miss it. God's grace brings his blessing to our lives because of what he has done and is doing right now in relation to our mistakes and sin. And his providence or divine guidance and care is the overriding power sustaining and guiding our destiny. We're living in a world that is full of darkness. We as believers, we're like we're rowing upstream against the currents of our times and our culture. And sometimes we get twisted around or even flipped out of our canoe and we need to get back on track again under that path, that plan. We do err because we are human. Just like Peter, 
as Kent was talking about. Peter, three times. Aren't you glad that's recorded in the Bible for us? Well, there are occasions when we really blow it, and that can be in our homes, in our school, in the church, in our business, wherever we might be. A couple days ago, I think we have a picture we're going to get up there. This was a little calendar I have, and I don't know the girl's name there. Doesn't look like a girl, does it? <laughs> Are we going to get that? Are we going to have that pick? Just go like this when you got it, okay? What it says is, I don't know, it's Lucy or who, it's one of the girls on there, and she says, do you ever wish life came with a great big do-over button? And, you know, that's the way it can seem sometimes for us. But it's very important to know living, this is very, extremely important. Yeah. Who is that girl there? Is that Peppermint Patty? Sally? Marcy? <laughs> okay. By the way, I was going to mention the scaffolding. I'm sure you saw the scaffolding. What's that for? Well, next Sunday, I'm going to be sitting up on top of that. You can all strain your heads. No. We're, you can probably see we're working on putting up the sound panels. And we got some, and I believe it's already making a, a difference, but we... You know, they couldn't be reached any higher than that, so we'll be working on more of those. Thank you, everybody, that helped put that scaffolding up. Thank you, safety. And safety, right? <clears throat> but this is very important to know. Living under a cloud of guilt and condemnation does not help us get righted and back on track again. Now, I don't care what your blunder or your misstep or your mistake or sin was, it won't help you to try to pay the price for it by holding on to guilt and condemnation. Are you listening this morning? Amen. You know, have you been lingering under that cloud? Have you been maybe even unconsciously trying to punish yourself for the hurt that you may have caused in someone's life? Repentance is not penance. Penance is taken from the same root word as penitentiary. Penitentiary. How do you say that? Penitentiary. Same root word. We need to get out of our self-made prisons of penance. It's repentance, not penance. We had a really good teaching last week on that. Peter and Linnea brought it to us. And by the way, the texts of messages, most often are, you can find them on our TCC Facebook page. And um, the audio is on our SoundCloud that you can get right off our announcements. You can pull it off of there online. Um, but then also on the website. But God uses even our mistakes, our miscalculations, our blunders, 
to teach us and to bring us into the blessing and favor of his path for our lives. And he uses them to weave the tapestry of our life, the tapestry of our life. You ever seen a tapestry? And it's all sewn, you know, and as it's being sewn, you don't really know what it is, or a quilt, you know, a beautiful quilt, and all the different pieces. And some parts of our life, we may think, how is this ever gonna fit in? But God is the one that is the author of it. And when we turn to him for help, when we turn to him, for help, he can use even our failures to make things better than they ever were before in our lives. Better than ever before. Just like we experienced with the cave-in of the roof, it's better than ever inside here. So many things, so much good has come forth from a, a bad thing, a negative thing. But it's when we turn to him for help. Did you hear that? It's when we turn to him. He can turn them into building blocks of growth in his plan for our lives. And he can turn them into the sections of that beautiful tapestry. Is that tapestry or tapestry? tapestry. We've got to get our words right this morning, right? It's penitentiary and tapestry. Say that. Penitentiary and tapestry. All right. You're doing good. <laughs> okay. Our Father God is the creator. He's the Alpha and the Omega of every one of our lives. He knows your name. He knows your name, your name. He knows my name. Say that. He knows my name. He's in the present, past, and future of your life, and he knew beforehand the missteps and the mistakes that you would be making in your life and that I would be making in my life. He can work them all for good when, say when, when we humbly submit our lives to him. But only then. By the way, it may seem sometimes here that I'm being repetitious, I'm being repetition, re repetitious for a reason today. Probably not just today. The thing is, many Christians are not walking in the light of these truths for their lives. They're living in regret, remorse, condemnation for current or even past things, thinking that they can never turn out for good, even though they may know it. They're still not walking in, not walking in the light of it, being doers of that word. Well, they cannot, we cannot, none of us, with our own wisdom and our own power and our own strength, walk in them, walk in the truth, walk in the light. 
not walk in condemnation and remorse and regret, but we can, with God's help, we can get out of that terrible cycle. The following scripture shows something here of how he can use even the negative things for our good. Romans 8, 28, you probably know this scripture. And we know, and this is from the Amplified Classic, it is, I believe, with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, and then you could put your name in there again, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. We're called to a plan and purpose. And we want to yield to that. We want to seek him. We want his way. We want, because his way for us is best. And did you know that God has foreordained a plan and purpose for your life, and for your family's life, for you? Did you know that? Ephesians 2.10, here again is the Amplified Bible. I like it so well, the way they have it in here. It says, for we are God's, and again, put your name in there. We are our God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined. He planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for, put your name in there, to live. This is our God. This is his heart for us, for you and for me. But when we miss it and get outside of that plan, the sooner we get back in line with his plan and purpose by embracing his light and walking in it, the better. I saw the light. See how those songs are all flowing with this? Hallelujah. Note, living under a cloud of remorse, guilt, and condemnation for lost opportunities or whatever sin it may be, it's not walking in the light. That's not walking in the light. That's walking under a cloud. It's not walking in the light and truth of God's word. It's not living in faith. Because of our God, of God our Father's greatness, not because of mine or yours, we can have faith and confidence that his plan for our lives will be accomplished. It will be. Even when we 
miss it. God's plan for our lives will be accomplished. Philippians 1 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, again, continue to personalize this for yourself. Confident of that fact, he will complete it. Complete is to perform and fulfill completely, absolutely. Again, even when we miss it, he knew. He knows where you're going to miss it. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. But as we look to him and his lordship, he's going to bring it all together that we will walk in the plan. Turn back if you've turned away. Turn toward him. Come to him. Come home. Psalm 138.8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The word perfect is to perform to completion. This is the Bible that's telling us. This is the word. This is the truth. And this is what we are to believe for our lives. Even even if they're in kind of a, a place of turmoil or mess at the moment turn to him and he will bring it he will perfect it he will bring it to completion the right kind of completion for your life maybe it's for this day maybe it's for this week maybe it's for this month maybe it's for this year maybe it's for your life he will do it he will perfect it the Lord performs and fulfills his will for our lives as we receive his light for our pathway and then walk in it. His light, his word is light. That's the light that shines on our path. He instructs and he teaches us to do his will as we yield our lives to him. He will show us. A few weeks ago when I was teaching on being doers of God's will and the light that we see. Rob Salmonson shared a scripture with me. It's this one right here. Psalm 143.10. This was after the service. Teach me to do your will. Now we were talking about being doers of the word. If we aren't doers, we're not walking in the light. But here it says, Lord, teach me to do your will. For you are my God Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. And we see here, our Heavenly Father is right here to help us to do His will. He's here to help us do His will. He hasn't left us alone. Again, in our own strength, we can't do it. Teach, that word teach there in the Spirit-filled Life Bible. It's the Hebrew word, lamad, It means to instruct, to train, to prod, to goad, to teach, to cause someone to learn. The original of the verb may be traced to the goading of cattle. Similarly, teaching and learning are attained through a great variety of goading by memorable events, techniques, or lessons. So the Lord teaches us His will 
like a personal tutor or coach. And he can do this through the good experiences, but also through bad experiences of our lives. He can go us on to the right direction, but we need to be very sensitive to that goading. I know with cattle, like when I was milking cows, my, my boss had uh, a goad, he called it a goad, and it was a shocker, you know, it would shock the cattle. If, you wanted to, if they were getting off in the wrong direction. And, and uh, they did not like that. I mean, that was not easy for them, I know. An electrical shock. But the thing is, if we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we can learn, we can, like it says, He leads us and guides us with His eye. So says that in Psalm 32, verse 8, and then it says, don't be as a horse or a mule who have to have the bit and bridle in their mouth. We can just learn, learn that leading of that reins of his spirit. And let me tell you something. He's doing that for you every day. He's imparting to you things that he would have you do or not do. Just follow that leading. And let it lead you right back on track if you've gotten off track. But these things, even bad situations, he can lead us back onto the path, one step at a time, not in your own strength, in his. And through it, he will help you to mature, to grow. But again, this can happen only when I submit and yield my life to his lordship. We're actually told in James to count it joy when we fall into things or when things take place like that. James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. That's the Bible. I didn't say that. I read it, but that's the Bible. You in a trial right now? You're in a place where you don't like things happen. Maybe part of it is mistakes or messes, uh, sins or, you know, things that you've done that helped you get there. Just know that God can use even that to bring you to a place of maturity. I know he's used things in my life where I messed it, missed it, where I sinned. But the end result of it was that I grew through it. I became stronger, stronger than I may have been if I hadn't gone through it. You know, the Word is what is to teach us, and ultimately it is anyway. But sometimes the things in life help us to get in there and really seek that light. But we need to trust Him that His will and His path, His plan for us is good and for our benefit. This is our good, good God. 
Isaiah 48:17 says this, this is what the Lord your Redeemer, the only one of Israel says, I am Yahweh your God who teaches you for your benefit, who leads you in the way you should go. You see, there's that word teaches again. He teaches us. You have, you have the God of the universe, I do too, as our teacher. And he teaches for our benefit. For our benefit. And he leads us in the way we should go. If you don't know how you're supposed to go in your life situation today, this is a tremendous scripture for you. Because he says here, he will teach you. He will show you. He will instruct you. He will goad or he will nudge you in the right direction. But then follow that. And that can only happen when you're yielded to his lordship. When he is your all in all in your life. When you try to save your life, you'll lose it. But when you lose your life for his sake, you'll truly find it and it'll be beneficial. It'll be good. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. So God, as we come to close here, he, he performs these things to completion. Completion. The truth is that God begins to work out his purpose his purposes in the life of his children and continues his work until it is absolutely and completely accomplished. Hallelujah. Till that day when we sit at the table that we sang about this morning. I want to have that completion in my life. How about you? I want to come to that place of completion. Amen? No matter, and I'm telling you, everyone that's here this morning and who hears this online, he wants to bring it to completion. And I believe you do too. His plan, his purpose for your life. That's in your family, seen, worked out in your family, in your business, in your workplace, in your school, in church, and whatever. Psalm 57, 2, I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf. Do you know that God performs on your behalf and he rewards you he brings to pass, he brings to pass, listen to this, he, I'm talking to you and you and you, all of us, and those out online, God performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purposes for me and surely completes them. That's a good verse to put on, get on your phone, your iPhone, and just have it handy there and keep looking at it over and over. A lot of these scriptures are today. 
or a three by five card if you still do that, whatever. But once again, note, our heart does need to be submitted to his lordship. That means in the big things of life and the small things of life, the everyday things of life, he'll lead you in the right path. Ben Woodward was out in the woods a couple days ago. He was looking for certain kinds of mushrooms. And he, he realized, I need your help, Lord. I need your help. He asked it. Within seconds, he turned and looked, and he saw this bunch of mushrooms. Yeah, and there's mushrooms all over these days, but finding the right ones. Chantrelle. Is that right? Chanterelle, I had chanterelle mushroom soup yesterday. Good stuff. So can you ask God for where the mushrooms are? Can ask him where, for where the mushrooms are? For sure. But you see, for anything, for everything, we can ask him. And when we miss it, he still has that overriding providence and grace in our lives. As we go to him, he'll straighten it out. I was running from God in the area of, I guess I was kind of a little bit like Jonah. I mean, for being a pastor. I did not want to be a pastor. And so I did stuff in school, in college, a lot of my friends were pre-seminary, they called it. And they were taking all these courses that would prepare them to go to seminary after college. And I, on purpose, was not taking the courses that they were taking. You know, I was good friends with them, but, oh, is that a pre-sem class? Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't need that. I won't take that. Finally, when, as I, when I was a senior, I did take a couple semesters of Greek. I thought, well, maybe I better at least put that in there. But I was thinking, Lord, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll do anything else, but I won't do that. And, uh, but the Lord has his ways. I did come to the place when I was in college that I submitted my life to his lordship. That was tough for me. I don't know if it is for you or if you've maybe not done it yet. I mean, he calls the shots, not me. He directs the path, not me. Of my life, for today, but this week, for this month, for this year, you know, the different things. But, but he did, and he wove it. He wove even my, you might call it rebellion, you know, toward that underlying there was as I look back on it now, there was that nudging, that goading or whatever in the direction to be a pastor, but I would just not want to go there. But still, he used it. He knew he was, I mean, I had submitted to his lordship. You've heard probably the story where I had a job in Sioux Falls as a, by the way, country. I like, I'm, I got some country in me too. I grew up in South Dakota and wore cowboy boots. You're a <laughs> I'm a backslider. 
I still wore I still still wore cowboy boots in college. I think all the way through college. In fact, maybe even did I? And and um, but then, you know, I just I was yielded enough to him that I knew I wasn't supposed to take that job. I was to do this volunteer program. And I had met Joyce the year before. This was part of, of course, the picture. Your, your, your life's mate, right? It's part of the picture. But um, Joyce had gone off to college in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I was still back in Orange City, Iowa, and I yielded to him. Okay, I'll do the Other Way Youth Center is where I ended up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They set me there. They set me in place, and it became part of the picture. And, and Joyce was part of that plan. Your spouse is part of that plan, you know, that he brings together. He has a way of doing it. He has a way. I went to the 50th anniversary of my 1969 class a few weeks ago, and it really stuck out to me something. And I got part of, part of what they did in the program was they had a reading of someone had asked Ellen Tupper, that was her name 50 years ago, she's married now, but she was a classmate and she wrote out this poem with everybody's name in it and something of a prophetic thing that came to pass. For, it wasn't a prophecy, that was 50 years ago, but this is what she wrote. And this is just a section of it. And the class of 69 had its dreams. Oh, we all thought we'd change the world with our great works and deeds. Or maybe we just thought that the world would change to meet our needs. Yes, the class of 69 had its dreams. And then here's part of it. Gary's now in Brookings, and Linda P. calls Yankton home. Pat, make sure your mail is delivered wherever you may roam. Carla dodges hurricanes, and Ellen K. lives in Texas, y'all. Pastor Steve Pomp serves with grace, heard the good Lord's call. Now, that really struck me when I heard that. You know, she had written this. She, I didn't know where. I guess she looked up online some things. You know what? I just declare and prophesy over you today. I say this over you. You're going to answer the good Lord's call for your life. Every one of us. Maybe you did get off track. I got off track. I've been off track sometimes, at least the main track, but I got back on again, and you can too. He can do it. He can get you back on track. We all want to be there on that day. When we see our Lord and Savior, we'll, we can only imagine what we'll do, like the song says, but yet we want to hear those words, well done. You good and faithful servant, well done. Amen? I want to do that. I know you do too. That's where we're going to be. 
We just speak it by faith over each of us. And we got to encourage one another. And we need to lift up, not condemn those that may have fallen down. We will have no condemnation in this place. This is a family. And we lift each other up. Amen? No matter how we've fallen. We have all made mistakes. Big mistakes. All of us. There's no condemnation here. This is to be a place to help the helpless, to bring hope to the hopeless, to bring healing to the wounded and sick, to those who are broken in heart. And that's what these doors are open to. And there's others out there that your lives are touching. And we can be those lights as we are on track as we get back on track and we're all joined together you know some of us do go out on a lot of mission type stuff like we shared about whether it's local more local or worldwide or whatever but all of us are part of that and all of us are in prayer for one another for our daily missions right here in northern Minnesota So God did it. You know, he brought me to that place in Michigan there. Got to know Joyce more. We decided to get married. Moved back to South Dakota for a couple of years. But we had that growing thing in our heart to move here to northern Minnesota. Not to pastor. We were both in agreement for that. <laughs> she never wanted to be a pastor's wife either. <laughs> Then about a year before I became pastor, the Lord just put in my heart. I came to the place I wanted to be. And see, that's what the Lord's going to do for you. I was scared at Northwestern College, sitting on the edge of the bed just like this. I still remember it when I decided to give my life to his lordship. I really had to work through fear that he was going to make me, well, this is what I was fearful marry somebody I didn't want to marry, go to Africa to be a missionary. Now, I'm not saying going to Africa to be a missionary is bad because it isn't for whoever is supposed to go to, to Africa. I mean, then the Lord will put it in your heart. You're going to want to go to Africa. If you're supposed to be a dentist, he'll put it in your Hard to be a dentist. Where did that come from? <laughs> I think I need to get my teeth clean. That's part of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he's the one. And Lord, just pray with me. Lord, we submit ourselves anew and afresh to you. We know that we have missed it. We know we've made mistakes. Lord, we look to you. Oh, God, use us as individuals, as families, and as a church family to be lights for you. The Lord, we would come under, as Kent was saying, out of that baggage, 
from under those burdens. You took them. So why do we have them? We humble ourselves before you and to your lordship. We resist Satan that he may flee from us. We humble ourselves before you and we cast our care on you. For we know that you care for us watchfully and you know our name. And so all these all this guilt, all this condemnation that we've been walking under, oh yeah, we give it to you. We cast it on you. Right now, all the load of sin, all the load of mistakes, all the load of all the junk, we cast it upon you. And Lord, we would get that canoe turned around and we know it's going to be going upstream in this culture, in this dark world. But that's what we're going to do with your help, because we can do all things through you who strengthens us, no matter what it is. And we're talking about here the things may that may be affecting us in our physical bodies. We see your help, your healing. In our finances, we see your, your provision. Lord, if it's in relationships, we see your forgiveness. We know we can't do it. We need your help to forgive. Even ourselves. But we're asking for today. We see a move of your spirit through our midst. Even now. And even your angels assembled to be ministers to us who are heirs of salvation. And even to those that are still coming in. We know a lot of pre-Christians. And Lord, we as a church family, we want to be yielded to you to be bringing them in. But Lord, we receive your wholeness, your healing in whatever area of our lives it might be. Your restoration. Because we know that only you can do it. And we know you can only do it when we are submitted. When we lose our life, we give it to you. We give it to you, and then we really find it, and it's beneficial. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Just a few things here for tithes and offerings. We do have boxes in the back. And, you know, walking and living and giving tithes of offerings, tithes and offerings, that's walking in the light. And as we do that, as we learn to do it, that again takes submission unto him and trust in him. Especially when we're financially going through hard times. But that's walking in the light. That's on the track when we're doing that. But anyway, Lord, we thank you for your blessing on our tithes and offerings that we give. And then as we do, you just multiply it that we have even more that we can do that. And that all our needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Then also, the Oasis is going to be taking place Wednesday night here at church. Kids can come at 4 o'clock, and there'll be activities, fun stuff to do there at 4 o'clock. We're looking at different things that we'll be doing um, as far as fun things, but then... We'll also have time of eating together. It'll be food. Kids can get snacks, and it's free. I mean, it's not, you don't have to bring money for it. 
There'll be snacks uh, upstairs. And this is elementary through high school, and Peter was saying even some post-high can come if they would like. Um, we're going to be praying together. It's going to be an oasis. It's going to be a safe place where we can come midweek, in the middle of a school week or work week, you know, and just come. There's also classes for adults that's going to start at 5.30. I think the main eating time is kind of a work in progress, but it'll probably be about 5 o'clock, 5 to 5.30. But like I say, there'll be snacks before that as well. I know kids from Black Duck can get off the bus here. Talk to the principal there. Linnea has already done that. And it probably it's true with Bemidji as well, the way it sounded. So you can be praying about that. We may give opportunity in days ahead for just giving an offering toward, toward that too, financial offering toward that, and also Hallelujah Nights coming up here at the end of October. So, But also, last week we had an announcement, but this, did I finish that? Last oh, 6.45 is in time for that, for us. We'll be done then. At about 5.30, we'll be going to the different age groups, and there we'll get in the Word, we'll pray with one another, we'll uplift one another, we'll encourage one another in things that are going on in our lives. See, Joyce and I are going to be working with the junior high to start with. Now that, too, is something that Joyce and I are... Kent was talking about getting close or pressing on the thing of 60 years old. That's young. <laughs> you know, Joyce and I are pressing on close toward 70. <laughs> 70. And we're going to be with the junior hires. <laughs> and it's going to be fun. See that? But see, the Lord had to goad us to that a little bit. I mean, he had to nudge us that because we weren't thinking that. We weren't thinking that. Maybe there's other parents and or grandparents too would want to be a help in that on Wednesday nights. But all for one thing, if you have kids or grandkids that are in, well, it's basically elementary through um, high school and even beyond, let them know or get them here somehow. It's gonna, we're going to have a core group to start with. We want to get that firm core group. It'll probably be a smaller group to start with. But then from there, part of what we'll be doing is reaching out to other kids, lots of kids around that need the Lord. But then final announcement we have here today in person, the youngest member of our church family, and Dan and Becky, can you bring your little one up here? She's probably sleeping. I suppose Grandpa and Grandma could come up too. <laughs> but this is Gwen Elizabeth Johnson, and we want to show her off to, or you can show her off to everybody. And she's what a week old, a little over, almost two. Come up here in the light so we can. Uh, yes, and you can point that way. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Amen. Precious, precious bundle. Thank you, Lord. He's posing for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Abby and Doug, why don't you come up here real quick, too? I'm gonna just, we're just going to pray over Abby. And grandparents can come up here, too, if, you, if you're here. We're just going to pray over. Anybody else? How do I say this? Anybody else uh, wants people to know that you're pregnant here this morning? Raise your hand. Are you? Yeah, well, anyway. Okay. Praise God. Lord, we, we thank you for the little one who has arrived, Gwen, Elizabeth, and we also thank you for... Tell you, Angie, could you come around front here and just put your hand... Yeah, just put your hand right over the little one. Lord, we thank you for this little one who is forming in Abby's womb, Lord. We just thank you for your covering and protection, your seal around her or him. And we ask that you would just, even within the womb, fill him or her with your Holy Spirit. We thank you for strength for Abby. No morning sickness or anything like that. We just stand against any of that anymore. No more of that in Jesus' name. Just wholeness and strength and vitality all the way to birth. All the way to birth. Your protection, Lord, your covering. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you want to pray for them, Abby? Go ahead, pray for them. Lord, we just thank you for baby Gwen. We thank you for Dane and Becky and um, their other two girls. Father, we just ask for strength for um, these parents during this season um, with the uh, newborn. Father, I ask that you would just give them the rest that they need, the strength that they need each day. Um, and we just, we thank you for Gwen and just the life <laughs> that you've given her. And Father, we just thank you that she's going to grow to know you and to love you. And um, we just thank you for the beautiful personality that you've given her in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, God bless you all and keep you, and his face is shining on you, and he's giving you peace. You have it right within you, his peace, and walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen.